Welcome back, crime cults and coffee angels. <laughs> Devils, angels, whatever you Saints, prefer. Saints, sinners, whatever the hell you want to be. <laughs> I think we have to start off today by telling them what happened last week. Yeah. <laughs> so freaking funny. And bad. Yeah. So we were editing the episode, episode 16, I believe yeah. it was. And we're sitting on the, on where we edit, we're on like a futon type thing. Mm-hmm. And we're both, like, cozy and just relaxing. I was laying down with my phone. Yeah. Just listening. I was editing pictures for the podcast at the same time that we were listening. And all of a sudden, I heard breathing behind my ear. (laughs) And I screamed because I thought it was something paranormal. Because we were listening to, um, what was it? It was a paranormal thing. Oh, no, it was Elisa Lamb. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And... We were watching, we were, like, listening about the video part. Yeah. And I was looking up, the picture I was editing was part of the video. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. Yeah, so I hear breathing and I scream and (laughs) Kelsey, like, leans forward and goes, what, what? And then she horror screams, like, I've never. Horror. (laughs) Like, her face was pure terror. (laughs) I've never, okay, I have probably screamed that loud before, but it hasn't been in a very long time. I don't know why I was so terrified. (laughs) Because Carson, my fiancé, somehow got up the stairs where we are without us hearing a peep from him. Yeah, like he had to open a door, he had to sneak up a spiral staircase. Yes, and we didn't hear a thing. And then all of a sudden Bryn's screaming, and the things that ran through my head (laughs) was spider, no, it's a rat, and then I thought something paranormal, all in, like, three seconds. But her, her face, like, her mouth was wide open, her <laughs> eyes were bugging, and she did this kind of, I wish I wish I could explain it, she did this kind of, like, hovering thing, yeah, where she, like, leaned forward and then leaned forward more while, <laughs> while screaming. It we was the crying, most laughing after. horrified that I've been in a very long time. And you were just like, what? What? <laughs> Because I thought what? there was something, like, on the bed, like, on where we were sitting. And I was like, is it a rat? Is it something that's going to, like, come at Why me? would you think a rat? We're I not, don't like, know. We're not in the sewers of New York City. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I don't know why I thought a rat. But that's the first thing that came to my head. And Carson's, like, cracking up laughing. And my throat hurts so bad yeah. the rest of the night. Mine did, too. Screaming. And I didn't even scream as in depth as you did. Everyone came upstairs, the dog came running upstairs, and they were like, what happened? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it's just Carson. Yeah, oh my god, that was so funny. Hysterical. We were, but me. We were crying. We were crying and laughing so hard. I literally almost peed my pants. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. And then, on top of this, last night, I was with my friends Kate and Ashley. Don't worry, we were being COVID safe. (laughs) And, um... The same type of thing happened where, I forget what it was, but Kate thought she saw something and she screamed, mm-hmm. and then I screamed and grabbed her. At the and same it was like time. a chain reaction. Yeah, and then as I was, I guess when I grabbed her, I made eye contact with Ashley while I screamed, and then Ashley did this like hesitation thing where she just like stared at me and then went ah! and like screamed. Who scared you? Kate scared me, and I guess I scared Ashley. Oh. I don't even remember what it was, but... But it was a chain reaction yeah, of horror. Yeah, and her... Ashley's boyfriend was like, what is wrong with you <laughs> But yeah. We thought that that was something that needed to be shared. Oh, wow, that just triggered a memory of mine. What? I don't know if I've ever told you this story. What? So, this was like years ago, and I was in a public library, like the public library. Yeah. And... You know when you could feel like someone's watching you? Like, you feel eyes on you? Yeah, definitely. So, I was in the back aisle, the very back aisle of this public library, and I'm walking down the aisle, and I felt like someone was watching me. Ew. And I was just, like, looking all around me, like, what the hell? And I, I was thinking, is it something paranormal? Is there is there someone, like, actually watching? the bookshelf? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, like, looking around, and there's no one there, so I keep walking, and... I would, like, feel it again, and I'm like, what the hell? I moved a book out of the bookshelf. No. And Carson's face was on the shelf watching me. (laughs) He is such an ass. I horror screamed in In the the library. library. (laughs) I swear to God, if you want to be, 
like horribly scared, Carson is the person to do it. Yeah. He scared Ava like that before too. Yeah. Like horror scream scared people. I like a good jump screen. Scream, just like any other girl. Yeah. But not not frequently. We're the randomly. type of people that are like, someone's coming in the door, hide, and like four of us hide. Yeah. And then One scare everyone. Films. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. I that's crazy. Yeah, I like being jump scared and it takes a lot to do it to me. Mm-hmm. But once in a while is good. Like, yeah. when you go to one of those haunted, haunted houses, houses. Like, where yeah. you want it, though. Fake haunted house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you want to talk about the coffee for today? Yes. Yeah, so, we're super excited about today's coffee. Yes. As always. Yes. And I can, I'll talk about their name and where they're from. Okay. And then I'll talk about, I'll read their about me yeah. and then we'll review. So, this is New Mexico Pinon Coffee. And they have actually have a few different locations. They have three in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then one is in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. So they have like four places, and they sent us two bags, so you'll be hearing about them again. Yes, they were very kind to send yeah, us stuff. So nice. The one that we're reviewing today, though, is called Biscochito, and it is so fucking good. I just, okay, I have to talk about what is in it. It is fucking bomb. So this is from their website. True to New Mexico's steak cookie, this medium roast Arabica coffee has notes of sugar, cinnamon, and anise flavors. This coffee is not only delicious hot, but is excellent as an ice treat. It literally tastes like there's a cookie in the coffee, mm-hmm. like as you're eating, like mm-hmm. drinking it. But not too sweet, where no. it's like, eh. It's like it's a little delicious. hint of it. Like it's an after hint. Oh my god, it's so good. And just for anyone who wants to know, their Instagram handle is nm obviously standing for New Mexico, Pinon Coffee, so N-M-P-I-N-O-N Coffee, and they are located on 2420 Comanche Road, and they're in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah, that's one of their locations. Yeah. They actually have a blog as well on their website that talks about different, it looks like different brewing techniques, and just like a really cool um, little thing to add there on their website. Yeah. Very cute. Do you want me to get into their about me? Yes. Okay. First of all, not only do we love their coffee, I love how they started. Yeah, it's really cool. So, this is their Who We Are. It says, over 25 years ago, New Mexico Pinon Coffee began with a 15-pound roaster in the bed of a 52 Chevy pickup. Ugh. How freaking adorable and inspiring. Let me just mention that there's a little um, Chevy pickup on all of their bags. Adorable. It's like part of their logo. How cute is that? It gets better. Okay. With his loyal dog, Decaf, by his side. Oh! The dog's name is Decaf! Decaf. With his loyal dog, Decaf, by his side, our founder created one of the Southwest's most iconic coffee blends using high-quality Arabica coffee beans and roasted pinon pine nuts. Yum. Yum. And for anyone who's ever had a pinon cookie, delicious. So good. Delicious. So now the largest coffee roaster in the state, roasting over 1 million pounds of coffee per year. Each batch of our coffee is made with carefully sourced Arabica coffee beans and custom-created natural flavorings to ensure each cup is smooth with notes of southwestern flavor. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. And then basically it's saying you can find New Mexico Pinon coffee in almost every grocery store in New Mexico. Oh, I love that. As well as Costco, Colorado, and grocery chains nationwide and then it's saying that they could they could ship this to all 50 states but they do not offer international shipping okay so sadly for all our outside of people listening outside of the u.s you can't get their coffee you're gonna have to visit once covid's done and we can travel yeah and one thing i really like they all they also listed their five core values that they go by oh read them Community, quality, passion, family, and integrity. Which the I best think, five things. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. That's really cool. And let's see, they say our product, a little bit more down, and it says our coffees are hand-roasted under the watchful supervision of our master roasters to assure quality, flavor, and aroma. The result, a rich coffee with a smooth nutty flavor available in a light medium or dark roast i was just gonna say they have all different types of roasts on their website and they actually again amazing have 100 percent recyclable pods for oh, k-cups i love all these like eco-friendly companies Me too. we, get, we are so very better. lucky with this yeah. yeah hopefully 
I feel like either we're just finding the really good ones or more people are jumping on the bandwagon with yeah. being conscious of their environment. Right, you know? I agree. Yeah. And if you do order from them, make sure to go on their website and leave them a review. It's right on their front screen. I'm definitely leaving a review because this 100%. is like... 100%. My, a new fame. <laughs> I hate saying that, but it's so true. Yeah, we're not bullshitting. So that's why we came up with the rating system so we can kind yeah, of help, help you guys them. out. Yeah. So another thing that I want to note is they're saying aside from their, they have a traditional pinon coffee. Mm-hmm. So that's basically like their original. We have that one as well. They yeah. That one. They offer a wide variety of flavors and today... Did you mention the flavor we're doing? Yeah. Okay. Biscochito. So, Biscochito is the one we have, and they also have a Mexican spiced chocolate, which sounds fucking delicious, Mm -hmm. and they also have a specialty line of seasonal coffees. Yeah, so they come in and out. Yeah. But... Maple walnut? Are you fucking kidding me? That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Pinon fudge. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm gonna order all of these. This sounds so good. Okay, so should we actually review the coffee or keep talking? Probably. Probably. (laughs) Okay. So you want to start off with our coffee bean rating since like that's fun. I like that. (laughs) Since like that's That's our new thing. (laughs) How many beans? I give out of 10. New Mexico pinon coffee bizcochito 8.5 beans. Oh, what, what kind of beans? Coffee beans or like um, kidney beans? No, <laughs> coffee beans. Okay, I also give them an eight point five because I'm not going to get ahead of myself. I wanted to give a nine, but I thought that would be um, a little early in the game. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want anyone to be like, oh my god, she's lying. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna stick with an eight point five as well. Yeah, and we want to describe the taste. Okay, sippy sips. Okay. You go first. Kelsey is sipping. She is swallowing and she is licking her lips. <laughs> I just wanted you to say that. Oh, that's why you did it? Yeah. yeah, I'm like, she normally doesn't lick her lips with coffee. <laughs> no, I just wanted you to say it. Okay. You can immediately, the smell and the taste of cinnamon comes to me. Yeah. Immediately. 100%. And it smells so good. But I'm not kidding. It's not just like it's a cinnamon coffee. It literally tastes like there is the cookie in mm-hmm. like you're dipping the cookie inside of the coffee and eating it and then sucking the coffee off yeah, the cookie <laughs> exactly that's what it tastes like yeah. but not too sweet like it's not overpowering yeah i'm the type of person where i mean i like sweets just as much as any other person but maybe a little bit less because and i i never add sugar or anything to my coffee i'm not yeah. a super sweet person yeah so I think that this is the perfect blend of sweet, but not too sweet. I agree. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree. And it's far from bitter. This is like, there's there's no bitterness in Mm -hmm. this coffee at all. Mm Mm-hmm. I also think it's like very smooth. Yeah. Like a little creamy in a way, but not where you're like, ugh. Yeah, and it's a medium roast, like Mm -hmm. we had said. So it's not super, like, in-your-face powerful, Mm -hmm. but it's, I think it's a good coffee, like, a morning coffee. Yeah. The cinnamon kind of reminds me, I think we've mentioned in another episode, mom always adds cinnamon to our, to to coffees when mm -hmm. she does the perk pot, and it kind of reminds me of that, but like you said, in more of a cookie kind of way. it's not, like, straight-up cinnamon. Not just the... You can taste the anise in it as well, like, from the cookie. Oh, It's so different. So good. We actually made, we brewed a pot before we came up here, and everybody tried it for breakfast as well, and your mom was like, okay, I'm ordering from them. (laughs) So, Pinon, you have customers from our household. (laughs) We love it. Thank you guys so much for sending this coffee for us. We can't even, like, begin to describe how much it means to us whenever we get coffee from places. It's just overwhelming. We and honestly so nice. scream out loud. Yeah. It's like Christmas morning. We woke up the house the other night from screaming. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you want to get started? Yeah, let's get started. Okay. So, grab your coffee and have a morning with us. <laughs> okay. So, today's case, we're actually going to be talking about Drew Molinari. This case was actually sent in by one of our listeners, Brittany. Woo! Thank you so much for sending this in. We love when people send in case requests. She sent in this case, and then she's bought a few of our merchandise Mm -hmm. things. It's just so nice, and it's very appreciated. So 
we wanted to delve into the Drew Molinari case to hopefully um, bring some more details and light to his case. Yeah. This is going to be a shorter, somewhat shorter case than usual. You'll right. see why, but we got all the information we possibly could find on it, mm-hmm. so yeah, hopefully you'll still enjoy. Yes. So I'm going to start off with the background of him, as always. Drew was 34 years old at the time of this incident. He was born January 3rd, 1981 in Monongahela, PA. He graduated from Brownsville Area High School in Fayette County, and he was the member of the First Christian Church of Fayette City. He was also a member of the Belgium, Russian, and Slovak clubs of Charleroi. Charleroi. He was a member of the Chateau Lounge Pool Team of Manesson and Starlight Lounge Pool Team of Fairhope. So he was a swimmer. Yes. He worked as a sales clerk for the Maniti Motorsports in Belle Vernon, and he also worked at the Ross River auto body shop location for a year or two. His mom was Don Brady, D-A-W-N, Brady, and his dad was Daryl Molinari. His stepdad was Martin, and his stepmom was Kathy, and he also had a brother named Chuck Stevenson. He lived with his maternal grandmother, Paula Gatos Dutchko, who was in Bel Vernon as well. His father, Daryl, said that Drew was, quote, trying to turn his life around, end quote. Which I think, I mean, we're going to get into it, but I think that's, like, the saddest part of this whole thing is, he, you guys will hear, he did have a rough... He did have a rough, a rough points start. in his yeah. life, but he really was trying to make things better for himself. Yeah. He was trying so. to move on, and that's all you can ask for. You can't really go back on things, but you can move forward. Yeah. So, he dealt with some legal issues. He had a number of DUIs on his record and some gambling problems. He actually attended an acceleration rehabilitation program for a DUI charge in Westmoreland County in 2007. So, he was trying to move on Mm -hmm. from, from this past. He had guilty pleas for various criminal and traffic offenses in Fayette and Washington counties. For example, in 2003, he was sentenced to probation for a firearms violation in Westmoreland County. Drew was also planning uh, to attend a vocational school to learn more about auto body work. So that was his turning point, really. Right. He wanted to leave his past behind and move forward by learning, um, you know, more about auto body work. Mm -hmm. Which clearly was a passion of his. Right. Daryl, who, again, is his dad, also said that Drew, quote, loved working in the auto body shop and was an avid motorcyclist. And that was a quote from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Drew also helped his father, Daryl, replace a muffler on his Subaru the week prior to that. So he was, like, practicing. Yeah. He was trying to move on. Yeah. Trying to get a new start. Yeah. So Monday, May 11, 2015, this was the day that a murder, the murder happened. Mm Mm-hmm. It started as a beautiful spring day, and at 8.13 a.m., a man wearing a blue hoodie walked into Miniti. Miniti! <laughs> it's funny. We have to put pronunciation sometimes, because we're like, we cannot mess up. I'm the world's worst at pronunciation. Yeah. But we don't want to be disrespectful to these businesses, so we do look them up prior. Yeah. And we put the little pronunciation in parentheses. E, so we know miniti. to say E and not Miniti or Miniti yeah. or Miniti. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So, he walked into Miniti's Motorsports at 123 Tri-County Lane, and this person shot Drew to death in what they, like, some people refer to to as broad daylight. So, this person clearly gave zero fucks. Yeah, just came in and shot him. Yeah. And he was shot multiple times in the head and torso with a handgun, which they considered execution style. So, the person, I'm assuming, was very close range. They just walked in. Walked up to the desk, shot, shot him. him, walked out. Yeah. And they fled the scene. So Joey Maniti, which was the owner of the business and Drew Molinari's friend, was also in the shop at the time of the shooting. He suffered a medical emergency, clearly, as would anyone who either Witnesses. saw the whole thing yeah. or came out of where he was, maybe inside the shop working on something and, like, found your to friend on the him. ground. Right. Yeah. So he suffered a medical emergency emergency during the shooting, and he was taken to Mon Valley Hospital for treatment and observation. He was not injured, and he said all he saw was a person walking that morning wearing a blue hooded jacket, so I'm assuming that's where they got the blue hoodie from. Yeah, yeah. 
So the shooting occurred before most of the surrounding businesses had even opened that day. It was early in the morning. Yeah, really, really early. Like I said, 8.13 in the morning. And Dawn Brady, which was Drew's mom, said she doesn't know why Drew may have been targeted. And he didn't express any concerns to her. So he wasn't like... Like, there's saying, somebody like, after yeah, me. Yeah, or being up. like, oh, my God, I owe this person money. Yeah. I'm screwed. Can you loan? Like, nothing like that. Right. And police from several departments aided in a wide dragnet of the area. And one police officer actually said they were, quote, basically searching everywhere for the gunman. So they were really stepping it up and doing their job yeah. and just trying to get Some this person answers, found. Yeah. Right. Some kind of justice. Right, so around 11 a.m., police were called to a report of gunshots fired in Linwood Avenue, oh, sorry, in the Linwood Avenue area of Bell Vernon, so this was a different part of Bell Vernon, Mm -hmm. and they investigated if there was a gunman and if it was connected to the murder of Drew, but they didn't find a gun or a gunman anywhere. They just heard shots, somebody reported hearing shots. Yeah, yeah. So, police followed up on several leads, and they didn't release much information to the public. I'm assuming either they wanted to keep what they had close to the chest, or they really didn't have much to go on. Right, and they didn't want to ruin any leads that they did have by releasing any information. Yeah. So, Chuck, which was Drew's brother, pleaded on Facebook for anyone with information about the shooting to come forward, and residents and friends arrived on the scene throughout the morning to gather information. So people were jumping into this right away, just trying to do whatever they could to, to, help. to figure something out. Yeah. And police have referred to this as, quote, targeted attack. So from what they did gather, I guess they know that he was targeted for some reason. The person knew where he was, knew where he was working. Yeah. Shot they, him. I mean, it's not like anything was taken from the store. It it's not like robbery. they robbed. Yeah. yeah. They came in, literally shot him and left. Right. So, Drew did have what was considered a criminal history, but there has been no concrete evidence tying this to his past. Yeah. So, this wasn't connected... As like far a as they know, yeah, or a DUI this, or yeah, this yeah. wasn't connected to anything regarding his past. Yeah. And according to a Reddit post, another theory is Drew was not the intended target and that the owner of the shop, he was actually the president of the local council. So I can't <laughs> talk. Oh my god. Counter. He was the what the fuck's a counter? <laughs> Let's look it up. Counter. Okay. He was the owner of the sh- shop and he was the president of the local council. So the rumor was that it was a hit gone wrong and he was actually the intended target. And right. This and they person just didn't shot the wrong person. Exactly. Yeah. Like he was supposed to be behind the desk, desk for some reason and Drew was instead or I don't know. Yeah. So if anyone could tell me what a counselor is, <laughs> let's also solve <laughs> Let that. me know. <laughs> I just, I want to say before I move on, like how horrible this must have been for Drew's family. Like there was no clue to and, and i know most murders are like this there's mm-hmm. no clue to it coming at all like no they, rhyme or reason there was no reason for it and now they don't have answers yeah this poor guy was literally just going to, to work, work that day to do his job to better his life and someone who he most likely didn't even know shot yeah. him for no reason right and he and he probably did not even know why yeah. is my guess poor guy so, so jumping sad. forward to may of 2017 the Ross River Police and Westmoreland County detectives released new surveillance video from the day of the murder. So they waited a little bit while. They waited two years to release a I photograph. I hate when they do this. I know. And, like, I get that they need to hold on to the evidence in case that was released. And, then and the maybe person, it was their only lead or whatever. Right. And the person knew, like, oh, my God, like, they saw it on TV or something. And they're like, shit, I have to, like, do something about this and get out of town or something. Yeah, but if you have some sort of picture of what the person looks like why not release it to the public that's like the maura murray case i know they recently just released the video footage of her at an atm machine before she went missing why could why the fuck couldn't you release that it's literally her standing at an atm machine by herself it's not like someone else was there that they had to look into like it was yeah i really want to know the background to that too like why the police can't release certain things like the case that we talked about a while ago about that video recording with um Margaret Ellen Fox. Yeah. They couldn't they didn't release that for twenty years. I don't understand that. And like, somebody could have positively ID'd them 
from their voice. Yeah. How is that helping? I, I mean, know. even um, with the Delphi murders, which we're going to eventually, eventually cover, the audio, part of the audio recording, they didn't, they kept one little, like, millisecond bit out of it and didn't release that whole, little portion of it that doesn't even really help anything before, right. besides hearing his voice a little longer. Like, I don't understand that. I don't get it either. If you have information or background knowledge of why, mm-hmm. let us know, because I'm honestly just curious. Like, even if you're not holding it on, even if you're holding on to it for two weeks, I mean, I understand that short of a period, but why would you hold years. on to it for years? That's yeah. what we're confused about. So, they waited two years to release the photograph of the vehicle because they thought doing so earlier would have compromised the investigation. Okay, but... Why? I don't know. I don't get the reasoning wouldn't behind more, that. Wouldn't it give a chance, like, more of a chance for this person to be found to and be someone caught. recognize them? Right. Yeah. They wanted to draw new attention to the case in hopes that it might attract more information, uh, quote, no matter how trivial or insignificant. So, I could see that, like, bringing it back years later after it was unsolved for new media attention and trying to get more people thinking about it again, but yeah, it should but have been released not? immediately yeah. and then again. Why not just do it in the fucking first place? Right. So, video and images showed the suspect... Sh- this is... The suspected shooter and the car that he drove away in. The suspected gunman is seen walking into the shop at 8.13 a.m., which is the time that uh, Drew was killed, obviously. And then he was seen running out approximately two minutes later. Mm-hmm. So, it was literally in, shoot, Out. out. Like, like, no hesit- no he waiting, no loitering, nothing. Right. The suspected vehicle was a 2003 Chevy Impala, silver or gray in color, and it had no hubcaps at the time of the crime, which could be a completely different car or under a completely different person's name by now. Yeah. So, the Ross River Township Police uh, Chief Greg Resitar said, quote, Robbery was not in the motive, which is very clear, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. It's like not... The person didn't come in to rob the place. No. They had... They had their reason in their mind. They did it. They left. Yeah. For whatever that may have been. Mm Mm-hmm. So, currently, um, fast forward to present time, Drew's story made headlines the day of the murder and and then next to nothing since then. Which makes me sick. And which is why we wanted to talk about it as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, his family deserves, and he deserves justice to know at least who did this to him. And it's not getting talked about, and it's just, I feel horrible. And not to mention there's somebody that's walking the streets that killed a man. Executed a man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's still considered an open and active case at this point in time. It seems like little progress has been made. And the Ross River Police Chief Greg Restaurar... Resitar said, quote, as far as tips are concerned, it's considered cold. So <sighs> nobody has been calling in with any information. But how doesn't someone know who this person is? Or made any type of connection to him. Yeah, like, oh, this person looks similar to this person I know, and they own that type of car. Right. Or, or oh, I do remember Drew telling me that he had an issue with this person years ago, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, I just can't believe that there's no connections made. Yeah, and when they have video footage of what this person, well, kind of what this person looks like, you know, or the car, and their car. And the car, yeah. Yeah. So, there's other videotape available that they continue to analyze for clues, which has not been released to the public. Release it! Someone fucking explain this to us. We are so confused. It's nonsense. It's (laughs) nonsense. We should make a flat like a musical. <laughs> explain it, explain it, explain, explain it. Explain it now. <laughs> All right. So, Drew's oh, family put up signs around town on the fifth anniversary of his murder. So, his family is still being super dil- diligent about it. Anne is pretty much the only one, since it's not really out in the media and stuff anymore, they're just continuing to, like, be like, hey. Bringing attention. Yeah, hey, this is still happening. Hey, this is still unsolved. Right, and the person that actually sent in this case as a request, um, Brittany, she is from the area of Bel Vernon, and mm-hmm. she said that when it happened, it was like almost like there was uh, election signs in everybody's yard, but it was missing information in um, trying to get the word out about Drew, and that was like in everybody's yard in the town. Mm-hmm. So Dawn, his mom, has dedicated her life to finding who murdered her son, which is just... So awful that she has, 
Like that to not only have to mourn her son, but to have to find her his killer. Yeah, and she shouldn't have had had to lose him in the first place. Like this is a nonsensical thing that happened, yeah. an unexplainable thing that happened. And a little bit about Dawn. She's a nurse who takes care of animals to help her cope. Which that not only is she too. a nurse, but she takes care of animals. That would help me cope too. I know. Oh. She spends every day wondering who that person is and knows someone out there knows something, which is so true. Someone Mm. has to know something. There's no way that nobody did. I don't understand also the man that was in the shop with him at the time of the murder, how he didn't get a clear look at him or he may have been in a different room. Yeah, my thought is sometimes when you go to those auto body shops, there might be the front uh, secretarial, like, the service area where the person greets you at the desk and stuff, and then inside there's a shop. Maybe he was working in the shop. That's true. Maybe he heard the gunshot, came out, saw that person running away, you know? That's true. So, um, also, she had bracelets and signs made to help find the killer. And we wrote down some statements from Drew's family and friends because, obviously... They have a lot to say, as they should. Yeah. Tom Kelly, which is the owner of the plaza where Drew's work was located, said, quote, Drew was a happy guy. He just bought a boat and was going to be boating on the Mon River with us. He was always a nice guy. He offered, me a, ha- he offered a hand to me every time I came around here to do some work. That so doesn't he sound like so... somebody that was preparing for his death, like or like worried about something, right. or even mm-hmm. like if if it was a money situation where he owed someone money, why would he have just bought a boat? Right, exactly. Yeah, and obviously he was helpful too. Like he offered, always offered a helping hand. Mm-hmm. Chuck, who's his brother, said, "Quote: My brother was a complicated man, and he may not have been the best, but he was the only brother I have. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. I know. <laughs> he was the only brother I have. I have always loved him and always will." I'm, like, choking up. Horrible. (laughs) Yeah. That's horrible. I cannot even imagine. I just, I can't picture losing, like... No. No. Someone like that. Like that. I mean, someone as, like, someone in general, but someone in that traumatic way way where they were literally executed for no reason. It really is a trauma. Yeah. And it comes along with, like, PTSD symptoms, and it's just a horrible thing to go through. Yeah. Daryl, who is Drew's dad, said, quote, I'm numb, just numb. You're not supposed to bury your children. And Dawn, his mom, I have four quotes from her, so hang tight. (laughs) Quote, I call the DA's office, the detectives, and I post things on Facebook. I've tried just about everything. Which, go Dawn, because you are... Just keep going. Yeah, just keep fighting for your son. Another quote from Dawn, quote, Nobody deserves to get shot like he did, dot, dot, dot. He had a good heart. I owe it to him to find out who killed him. Oh, God. And then, quote, it's not fair. He wasn't a perfect boy. He wasn't a perfect man, but he was a good-hearted person. He'd give you the shirt off his back. He helped people all the time, and he didn't deserve that. Mm. He didn't deserve to die like that. It's so true. He yeah. Did not. Nobody deserves to die. And you like know that. what? No one's fucking perfect. Everyone has their own issues. And, and if you say that you don't, you're lying. Yeah. And I mean, I get kind of annoyed sometimes with the media and articles that hyper focus on someone who passed away's like dark history. You know what I mean? Like yeah, everyone has their can own turn shit. Around and change. Yeah. And just because someone struggled doesn't mean that they deserve to be murdered by someone. Yeah. That's awful. I agree. So then the final quote I have from Dawn, quote, I won't be stopped. I will find out, and eventually I will get a trial and figure out who did it. And Dawn, I fully believe in you. I, I think believe you will. You will. And hopefully, yeah. as little as this may be, we bring some um, media attention to the case as well, because honestly, cases like this where the family doesn't get any type of answers kills me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. So, with that being said, if anybody has information, I'll give you some contacts that you can reach out to. The first one is the Ross River Township Police Department, and their phone number is 724-929-8811. The next one is the Westmoreland County Detectives, and their phone number is 724-830-3949. The next one is Pennsylvania Crime Stoppers at 
1-800-4-P-A-T-I-P-S. That's 1-800-4-P-A-TIPS. Um, or you can actually submit a tip online at www.crimewatchpa.com slash crimestoppers slash cases slash cold. And actually, if you go on to submit a crime at that website um, for the Crime Stoppers, it can remain anonymous. So you don't have to worry about anybody finding out that it was you. Mm-hmm. And you can be eligible for a cash reward for up to $2,500. For literally just helping this man get justice. They need any type of information that they can get. Yeah. And we're going to provide all those numbers and stuff because yeah. I'm a, like we've mentioned, You're I'm probably a driving. person. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna me- we're going to post all of those numbers and everything on our Facebook page where we always post our resources and any information or pictures or videos regarding the case. Yes. And do we want to just like throw out our um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter information? Mm-hmm. So, because I don't even know if everyone knows we have a Twitter. <laughs> True. I don't know if we've ever talked about it. <laughs> yeah. Have we? Hey, we have a Twitter. <laughs> yeah, don't really use it that much, but <laughs> have a Twitter. So our Twitter, because I don't know why I'm talking in this accent. Our Twitter, because Twitter for some reason um, has like a, a limit. certain limit. Yeah, our Twitter handle is at Crime Colts Cough. <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking, that's us. Yeah. So, Crime Colts, C-O-F-F. And our Instagram is at Crime Colts and Coffee. Yep. And actually, if you click on our um, link underneath of our Instagram bio, it's Linktree. And if you click on it, there's a bunch of different um, links that it brings you to. One is, like, a way that you can donate to our podcast. And then the rest of them are just different types of podcast platforms that you can click right from our Instagram so you don't need to go on and try to figure that out um, for any other podcasting platforms. Yeah. The links are right there. And our Facebook is also just Crime Colts and Co- at Crime Colts and Coffee. And remember, our Facebook is where we post our resources, pictures, links, videos. All that good stuff. All the good stuff. Where we got all our information because we didn't make this shit up. Oh, hell no. <laughs> and we research yeah. a lot. Yeah, a lot, a lot. And we want to give people the credit for... Um, you doing know. the work. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, also, thank you to everybody who bought coffee mugs because we officially sold out in a fucking week. <laughs> and if we, we're going to do a poll eventually. We're not going to offer or order more. I can't, I can't talk today. <laughs> you can sing <laughs> Not really. My voice is awful. I don't know why I like to sing everything. <laughs> um, yeah, so, basically, we're going to wait a little bit. To order more. Yeah. Because it comes out of our pockets. Oh, yeah. But we're going to eventually do a poll, or if you're interested in a coffee mug, just, like, shoot us a little DM shoot or an email and let us know, because the more we know they're desired, the, the more, more chance we'll, we'll order them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we're not positive on if we're going to buy them unless there's a lot of people, or a decent amount of people that are saying they want them. Yeah. Especially since we've done a poll in the past and half the people that were like, yes, didn't get any. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks. <laughs> no, but we're so happy that they sold out and it's literally my new favorite coffee mug. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obsessed with it. And if you think that it's a good gift for yourself, treat yourself mm-hmm. or buy it for somebody else, just let us know and we can easily order more now that we have a place where we got them from. Yeah. Also, we gave a little shout out on our Instagram already on our stories. But we want to give a big thanks to Christina, Kristen, and Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. <laughs> thanks, Johnny. Um, for basically showing support through donating to our podcast. Monthly. Monthly. There's like an option of, I think, 99 cents. Something in between two ninety nine. Yeah, something like that. And Basically, that helps us to just continue to do this. Buy merchandise, buy shipping stuff. Yeah. uh, Yeah, merch is for you guys. (laughs) And any podcasting equipment we need for the future. future, Yeah. And we're not, I mean, we're so grateful that you guys donated. Like, that means the world to us. It's really not expected at all, and we really appreciate it. It's above and beyond as as fans and followers and listeners. Yeah. We really appreciate that. We've had some questions about if we have a Patreon, and it's not through Patreon. It's through Mm -hmm. our host, Anchor. 
A-N-C-H-O-R. Yeah, anchor.fm. And it's actually also included in our link tree link in our bio on Instagram. Yep. I think that's it. it. So stay tuned for our listener story. We have one for you guys. We are so excited. Yeah, wait till you hear who it is. (laughs) (laughs) So everybody, we have our a listener of ours, Brittany. We are very excited. Yeah, we mentioned earlier that she was the one who requested this case, and she's going to come on to talk to everyone about the, the experiences that she kind of had with this case. Yeah. So, hi, Brittany. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good. Hi. Thanks for being on. You're very welcome. So I'm going to start by asking you some questions just to kind of get the ball rolling, and then we'll kind of go from there. Okay. So the first question we wanted to ask was, I don't know if you grew up in the town of Belle Vernon, but what is it like living there? Like, is it a small-knit town, or, you know, is it bigger? Do people know each other? Um, I actually grew up in Elizabeth, which is, like, 15 minutes away, but, like, my dad my grandma, like my dad's whole family mm-hmm. is all from Belvernon. Um, so like it's on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, probably like 45 minutes away, give or take. It's not like a big, like, you know, area. It's like a small town kind of feel. Okay. okay. So the next question we have is, what is your perspective on what happened in your town after the murder of Drew Molinari? Um, well, whenever that happened, I was in nursing school and I remember like I had a job and I remember watching it on the news and the place where he was shot. Yeah. You, you wouldn't know that that was there unless you like lived in our, like lived there. Like, cause whenever I watched the news, I was like, where is that even at? And I'm like, oh, behind if Payless isn't even there anymore like it closed uh-huh. it's a shoe store it was like underneath to like to even get there you have to specifically know where like the, you have um, to know your way around yeah you have to know where the auto place is oh. like it's not it's not even like a big chain like an advanced auto parts or like a Napa or something like that it was like a you know kind of like a family-owned store yeah so for someone to specifically know that that was there and like where it's at because it's not off a main road that's interesting because that makes me feel like either like we talked about it in in the episode how some people assumed that this could have been a hit like a specific target kind of thing in which case someone would have had to tell this person where to go or it seems like it's someone who's from the town who like knows their way around right yeah, that's my, that was my thoughts on it, too, uh-huh. because, because, like, I've driven past there even, like, back then, and I don't, like, really recall seeing any signs for that specific auto store that, okay. I forget what it was, like, Minotti's or something. Minotti's. Min- yeah, Minotti's. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually aren't there any longer. I know oh. they moved. Oh. I don't know if it was due to that yeah. or, right. you know, I've. I have a feeling it was probably partially due to that, but they, like, moved their store. Oh, God. That's, that's awful. Terrible. That's awful. So, yeah. what were your worries after this happened? Like, you know, it's a smaller town. Somebody just murdered somebody for what seemed to be no reason. What were your worries after this happened? Like, having this person unknown and, and potentially walking around your town. Yeah, how were you feeling about it? Well, the car was a Chevy Impala, and there's literally, like, tons of them. Oh, God. Like, that kind of car. It's a very popular car, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you go to the grocery store, and you see that car, and you're like, oh, could this be, like, the person who, you know, did that? That's terrifying. Yeah, like, because, I mean, even now, that like, I know it's an older car, but there's still cars like that, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Which is why I wonder, like, 
why it's so hard for the case to get solved when that's like a popular car, you know? Right. And we were even talking about in our episode why it took so long for the police to even reveal that piece of information that they had. Yeah. Because of, you know, having so many, like you said, in that town that it could have been recognized by somebody. Yeah, you think they would have wanted people to see the pictures and the video footage sooner so they could, like, identify it sooner. Right. I know. I have, like, a whole, like, theory in my mind of, like, why. Do you want to um, share, or is that something you want? <laughs> um, sure. Okay. I mean, I don't think anything that, like, okay, so I'm about 10 years younger, um, but he went, he was, like, a member of, Drew was a member of, like, the Slovak club, he played pool and stuff, and, yeah. like, Shalroy, which is, like, right across the river. Um, Shalroy used to be a very nice town, like, when I was younger. Uh-huh. And, like, even Belvern, and, like, you know, these towns, they start out being wonderful, but then, like, you lose, like, the mill that was there, like, the factories and stuff like that, and, you know, less and less money, and the town kind of goes to, like, shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, yeah. And then, of course, unfortunately, with, like, drugs and like illegal activity and stuff Shalroy is like a like part of Shalroy like the main part of town like part of it's like definitely like sketchy mm-hmm. yeah it's a little sketchy and like places like that I'm not saying like every bar or club that people belong to like everyone that belongs to them is like that but I, I'm pretty sure like you know there are members and stuff that do a little like just like the wrong crowd yeah yeah I think that's everywhere, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, there's nice parts of town and there's seedy parts of town. Yeah, and even yeah. in the city. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. yeah, and I just feel like, you know, I mean, he had. I feel like it doesn't matter what you do in your personal life, you let the law take care of it. I know that he was on probation and mm-hmm. stuff like that and mm-hmm. had issues. But no matter what he did or who he hung out with, like, you let the law take care of that. You don't take it into your own hands. Like, I don't care if, like, I was thinking, like, oh, either he owed money or one of the situations that he unfortunately got himself in could have possibly led to someone else's motive to murder him. You know what I mean? You'll see the signs that'll say, like, unsolved murder like drew molinary if you have any you know information call the number call crime stoppers and i like think about it a lot Mm -hmm. and i and i feel like now especially because i recently turned 30 like this in 2020 so i'm about 30 and a half years old and i'm like wow he was wasn't that old like that much older than i am now you know it's terrifying. Yeah. It actually Well, is. especially, yeah. too, since you're living in that town and this person hasn't been caught yet, that's also just terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so we have another question for you. We mentioned that it was national news when it happened, but what is happening in the town now? Because it kind of calmed down after a little while we had read. Is there anything going on to continue the search for his murderer? We know you also mentioned his mom put signs up. Yeah, um, honestly, it's, like, around the time of the anniversary of it, which is, like, the week of Mother's Day, Mm -hmm. they always will mention it, like, one time, maybe, on the news. Like, I think Mm -hmm. the last time they mentioned it was, it was either May or the beginning of June, and they, you know, they just said they were still looking into it. It was, like, maybe, you know, a 30-second or maybe one-minute, like, on WPXI, like, our local news channel. Mm -hmm. Just, like, you know, still investigating the murder of, you know, and and that's it. Like, there's nothing. So is there anything else that you wanted to add in that we didn't ask you about or that you've heard around town just from people talking about it or anything like that? I just feel like it would be right if, like, someone at whatever police station, I'm assuming would be, like, Rush River State Police, because mm-hmm. they have barracks nearby, I would assume, like, that's who's taking care of it, 
but yeah. it would be nice if someone like got on the ball and just solved it because it's not I feel like it's too easy to not be solved yeah yeah there's a lot of I mean they have it's not a ton but they have a lot of visual stuff which is yeah. helpful exactly yeah you would think like okay well to get to get to where they're going they have to pass all these stores the mcdonald's across the street or like denny's or even like there's like a kentucky fried chicken. you can't tell me that none like none of those things at that time had some type of video footage to like check that car right, right. especially if the uh place he was working at which was like a family-owned business had video cameras mm-hmm they should yeah. be able to kind of, once they know what the car looks like, kind of keep following it through, through businesses' footage. Yeah. yeah. Unless that's something they're sitting on for whatever reason, yeah. which is yeah. possible. And that's the only thing I could think of because, like, there has to be more footage somewhere. More information. Somebody has to know something. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Brittany. We really appreciate it. And you put a lot of perspective yeah. into the town and like even just now with the businesses and stuff that makes it even crazier that this hasn't been solved yeah yeah like if you knew the town you'd be like oh my god like everything's right there Mm -hmm. like everything but thank you guys for having me yeah we really appreciate it and maybe one day in the future we can have you back on yeah oh that's awesome thank you so much thanks for listening and being on our podcast now (laughs) you're such a supporter Okay, talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that is the end of today's episode. We hope you guys like it. And if you want to be in one of our future episodes, let us know. Yeah. Thanks so much, Brittany. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next week. Bye. Bye. information regarding this case and our resources follow us at crime cults and coffee on instagram and facebook